Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So, how are you? Well, I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. It's been a horrible week, obviously. You know, we all found out on Saturday um, about the news of Caroline Flack, who was a very close friend of mine. And I've been really struggling to process how and why it's happened. And it's it's really just rocked all of our worlds. Anybody that knew her, people that watched her on telly, people that had never even met her, everybody's feeling the impact of the suicide. And on a personal note, it's just been, it's been really hard to parent during this time I feel like I'm on the verge of tears constantly I've lost my friend I've known her since I was 20 years old you know we met on on an audition and uh, she was so lovely and warm to me I remember it vividly and anybody that knew Flack just knew what a bubbly vivacious you know outgoing wonderful human she was and she just didn't deserve the way she was treated I've been kind of oscillating from feelings of extreme sadness to anger which I know isn't healthy, but, you know, yeah, it all was natural. really hard to watch her mm. being torn down the way she was by the press. And I just miss my friend. So it's been it's been a tough week, really yeah. tough week. Um, well, I just want to say thank you for obviously coming in today, because I know that it's really, really difficult. Um, and I just think you're, you know, you're amazing and you're doing so well. And I think a lot of people don't I mean, I, I'm witnessing it firsthand when something happens to you. You know, a lot of people go into work and no one knows what's going on and they can sort of pretend that it's not or get on with it. But, you know, for someone like you, everyone knows what's going on and you've still got to go into work and, you know, and act, you know, carry on. Um, mm. So just, you know, I just re- you know, really admire you for that. It's just, thank you for saying that. But it's important, I think, to, you have to carry on. Like I just sat all weekend into this abyss just feeling desperate for her family and you know for her 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 best friends who are around her and and were there with her at the end and you know I I, I feel a sense of loss I've never experienced suicide before anybody that's listening to this you know if you've been through it I I'm I'm beginning to feel what you what you felt and it's horrendous because there's so many questions and why and how and what for and could I have done more and all this kind of stuff and I've been beating myself up about it but you know what she knew the last messages that I sent her you know were just saying how much I loved her so she knew and um yeah you know, I think it's really important to highlight checking in on somebody. Definitely. You know, you have to message that person regardless of what you're doing. If you think someone's having a shit time or you're worried about their mental health, we have got to start reaching out 
more and yeah. looking after our friends. Yeah, and not feeling like you're being busy by reaching out to people. And, you know, if they don't want your help, fine. You've done it, though, haven't you? Mm. You've done it. You've reached out. And I mm. think that's something that we all need to do. And also yeah. just highlighting the importance of mental health. You yeah. know, we always talk about and we, 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 we have it sort of spoon fed to us in the press that it's all about how you look and it's this size and oh, this, that and the other. It's like, actually, if our mental health isn't good, none of that matters. And none of that is important because it's all about how we feel. Yeah. Um, and especially as, a, as new mums or new parents. Exactly. It can be pretty dark. Okay. So today we wanted to dedicate this episode to Caroline and to say that if anybody's experiencing going through anything like this that really reach out and connect with your friends and it's say that you're not okay it's okay to say that you're not okay and we got in a a very good friend of mine who is also a very good friend of Carrie's and we're going to talk to her today. So today um, is uh, a Fairly difficult day for um, myself and for the lady, the beautiful, amazing, incredible lady that we've got sitting opposite us today. Um, Obviously, uh, the world knows what happened to our lovely friend Caroline Flack about 10 days ago. Uh, And it's been a really, really tricky time to try and process what happened to her and what she did to to herself. And we've all been trying to get our heads around it. And we felt uh, that it was really wrong not to touch on it today. Uh, And and the lady that we are talking to, the most wonderful, beautiful lady, Louise Redknapp, was a very good friend of hers as well. So we've got Louise in today to talk about checking in. And um, but first, I I feel like we should kind of quickly have a little chat about our friend Carrie. Yeah, it has been horrendous, hasn't it? Yeah, I feel that I've not wanted I did my post and I feel really passionate to not talk publicly about her because I loved her just from all the genuine elements Mm. of girlies and friendship but obviously we both know her and it would have been really odd today to not bring her up and Mm. and just say she was incredible and my heart is just broken Mm. for her and for her family and her friends and for you and all of us that were part of her life um yeah, and let's hope as time goes on, we can do something to make sure this doesn't happen again. Yeah, for me, it's about um, remembering that people are human, regardless of whether you're a celebrity, you know, a gardener, you know, somebody that is an astronaut, whatever it is. It's yeah. like, we're all just humans trying to get through this life. Absolutely. And I think what happened in all of the madness was that people forgot that she was just a girl and she needed yeah. love and she didn't get it. And so... Today, I would like to talk about the importance of checking in yeah. and making sure that the people in our lives are loved and looked after because you've had a, a really, really rough time recently as well. Yeah, I think I um, I think our friendship very much come out of an understanding of, of how desperate you can feel and how concerned you, you can feel about people talking about you. And it's so mad because I've come out the other side and... And I realised that you aren't, you know, it isn't that bad. But when you're in it, you can't see the wood through the trees or the light at the end of the tunnel. You you become so caught up in in sadness that um, you just want people to not have opinions. And I, and I always say it, and I've said this before in interviews, you can have all the people that love you say the most amazing things in the world. You can have 50,000 kind messages, but the one is... The one bad one is what you carry throughout the day. Um, and it can be anything from something as personal and as tragic as, as what she was going through um, to what I went through, which was so personal and something that 
I couldn't comprehend would it ever happen like after 20 years of marriage and yeah. all of a sudden it falls apart and to stupid things like why we find it necessary to have the worst dress list and um and and pick on people for clothes choices or the way they look on the beach or I, I don't know and and it's all relevant because I always think the bad comments that people leave the only person that really reads them all is the person they're about mm-hmm. yeah of course do you know what as well I think that translates into being a new mum so you you'll have loads of people around to come and visit your new baby and they'll all say lovely things oh you're doing such a great job you're being amazing you're this but you just remember the one that said oh you probably shouldn't do that yeah oh, that's yeah. probably not quite right isn't it they're the ones that you hold on to whether yeah. you're in the public eye or not um, it, it, it's day to day, day in day to day life. Yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, I think yeah. becoming a new mum is so filled with the same anxiety of, you know. I always remember I'm like one of those real slapdash mums that kind of forget <laughs> what day they don't have to wear uniform and when they need to see. They're the best one. I do. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we say. I'm the nightmare mum that I walk in and the woman with the clipboards like says, "You're the only person that hasn't contributed to the Christmas presents for the teachers." I'm like, oh. Sugar, I'm sorry, I've got no cash. Can I bring it back later? Um, so I, I agree. I've I actually went through different periods being a mum in my life where I was always that mum that even though I wasn't even working when the kids were younger, I still couldn't really get my head around being so organised. And then it went into when my personal life was so public, I dreaded going to the school. I dreaded mm. not being that perfect mum, like... I literally used to get my mum to go in and do the pickup, and I'd wait in the car out around the corner. Oh, Louise! Because I just didn't. I just felt like everybody was judging me, and I'm sure they weren't. And I'm, there's some amazing women there. And now I think, of course, no one was. But in my yeah. head, mm. I'd let my kids down. You know, I, I hadn't done enough for them. So um, I think we beat ourselves up completely as mums. And I think yeah. whether it be what we were just talking about, being a mum. Think, you know we're faced with such a lot of pressure and adversity and to be perfect and it's really hard to be perfect you know and the perfect mother that whole oh, I just want to be the perfect mother just doesn't exist what is perfect no we're all flawed individuals warts and all and that's absolutely yeah. okay yeah that's you know surround yourself with the people that love you that really care about you and do not give a shit what anyone else thinks I always remember you. like doing the playgroup stuff which, first of all, kind of isn't really my bag, I'm going to say it. I don't really want to do head, shoulders, knees and toes with a group of other women and my kids. At all. And I'm owning up to that, like, worst nightmare. I prefer to go to Selfridges with the baby and hang out in Starbucks. Absolutely. (laughs) And walk around showing my lovely son beautiful shoes, um, which I did do a lot of just to keep myself busy. Um, insane insane <laughs> yeah thank you but you know when you go on the odd day right I'm going to go to the farm and with the other mums and everybody gets out their Tupperware boxes <laughs> and I'm coming out with pom bears and quavers thinking oh no <laughs> do they sell fruit anywhere in here I could chop up some grapes please um, yeah so this, it's real. The the worry, the things we worry about is crazy. And of course, my kids are older now. I've got an 11-year-old and, you know, one that's, 
a few weeks away from being 16. So now I live with a fully grown man mm. in the house. Mm. I want to come on to that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but before, before we go in there, I, I just kind of want to take your mind back to the place where your public persona was, you know, you were very well known in this country, a household name to all of us. Yeah. And I think everybody probably looked at you and thought you had this perfect existence a happy marriage two beautiful boys a great lovely career you know a pop career and you know on the stage and 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 what was really going on for you at that point um I think I made a few mistakes that were really detrimental to me um in the sense of it ended up not being great for my my family. I think when I had the boys, I did stop doing everything for a number of reasons. Um, my confidence wasn't the best. You don't think anyone's going to be interested. I had a husband that was profile was high and earned a very good living. So it wasn't like I needed to contribute. Yeah. So you almost felt a little bit guilty to push yourself into a direction where you wasn't always... Mm the homemaker because I didn't need to I'd grown up thinking the women that needed to go out and work and bring in a living and I thought well I'm so fortunate I don't have to Jamie's the most generous human being in that way he was quite happy for me to never work again so to tear myself away and go and work I felt guilty Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and during not doing it your confidence levels get lower you become more self-conscious. You forget that you can do anything or you have a talent. Yeah. Yep. And before you know it, 10 years have gone and you're really lonely and you're really sad because what made me tick was my job. That's the person Jamie fell in love with, somebody that was up there, that was wanted to be up there. That's what I grew up all from. A, I went to stage school from the age of 10. It wow. wasn't like I just one day wanted to be famous. I, I w- would sing and dance for free. Yeah, <laughs> Basically, yeah. I'd pay them to let me. Um, and yeah, just I think looking back, if only I had not given up that part of my life, um, I think that I would have been a happier person mm-hmm. because I had, I was a very lucky, I, I love my children and, and you know, Jamie had no idea, I think, of how much I missed mm. what I was doing. And then... And you probably didn't really no, realise how much you missed it until it yeah, wasn't there anymore. And until I started, I got a taste of it again. And yeah. by that time, I think, you know, the the cracks were showing and it was it was tense and then I did go off and do Strictly and I sort of it's so cliche when I sort of read an interview and it says oh she found herself again and stuff like that and it wasn't like that at all but it did make me realize how what I love doing really was quite a defining part of me as a human being well do you know what though you say that it sounds a cliche but I even find like I'm technically on maternity leave from my day job at the moment and I had um my second child seven months ago and I find even having that that day where I get on my leggings I put a dress on I come into town I feel like I found myself again and that's just on such a small you know it's just an hour traveling in doing a few things that you love and then you go home and you you've got that buzz again Mm. haven't you like oh yeah I am someone that's not just mum at home yeah, it's, I, it, you know, it so I can imagine yeah, doing something exactly. as big as Strictly yeah. was like a real rebirth in a way because exactly. there you were. Yeah. yeah, and everybody, you know, there's so many different stories and things, and and actually, I just wanted to scream and say, 
do you know how nice it was to mm. lose myself in a piece of music for three minutes like and just feel like alive again and like someone had switched a button on in me to go you can still be everything you ever wanted to be um and yeah it was just sad that it got to where it got to and I take responsibility because I think we can only ever take responsibility for how we you know deal with things and process things but I always say now I get so many women um that contact me and some not so kind (laughs) because people out there have got an opinion tell me who they are (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) but a lot that are kind and they say god I'm going back to work I feel so guilty and and my I always say to them please follow you know what you want to do children especially in today's world it's my kids are so proud of what I do now they're so proud and for however long it lasts I'm a real realist this is dog eat dog in our industry I don't know how long it will last for me but all I know is during the time that I'm out there and I'm doing it I'm going to do my best to love it and include my kids in it and I know that they're so proud like they say to me mum you've smashed it like my eldest son come home he went my boy my boy mates were giving me so much jip because you actually went in higher than the charts and some rap artists that they were really <laughs> like I'm like yes you did <laughs> it's like okay you know it's when I go into class and Farzan's playing your latest record doing his prep I will throw my pencil case at him it's you know? brilliant and they're all sort of 16 and it's it's nice to to see that it's had a positive effect on their life and not a negative me going back and doing what I love. So I, it's so important that women just don't feel the guilt and the shame. It's yeah. so important. Well, no men get that, do they? Really? I don't think so. No, they don't. They don't. No one questions a dad that goes back to work two weeks after they've had the baby. Yeah. They don't. They don't, they don't I get do, that. I do, I do think, though, that, I mean, my husband didn't get any paternity leave because he was a professional rugby player and they yeah. were expected to go back in the next day. Yeah. And I know that it tore, tore him up, that he couldn't be there for me. Yeah, I do think men should... I, I do think men have their unfair you know yeah. their disadvantages in how they have to deal with things too I don't think this is a one way street no. I think for men that can't spend time and bond and be yeah. at home yeah. and enjoy those moments it's really sad and I do believe that men should have as much you know time at home with the children as as a woman does Absolutely. and in some cases yeah. a, a man is the one that does stay at home and the women go out and I think it's horses for courses and I would never judge and I think that men should absolutely get that time and also I was married to a sportsman I know that some of those guys didn't even make it to the birth because they had games and they're torn Mm. they're also torn like they're damned if they do and they're damned Damned if if they they don't don't. so I, I don't you know my woman's struggles don't relay any way that men have it easy and you know no I don't think they definitely don't have it easy I just think that, that people don't look badly upon a man yes. if yes. he goes back to the work yes. yeah that's there. what I'm saying I'm yeah. not saying that they don't have their internal mm. struggles they absolutely do my husband plays football and he had to go to Newcastle for three days when Axe was one like a day old yeah he was you know devastated. he was in bits yeah. absolutely devastated but it, no one said to him oh god you're going to what you, yeah. you, you, you know, you left a day when Axel was a day old. No yeah. one said anything. Absolutely, imagine if I'd have done that. Yeah. 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 Oh, you. This yeah. is this is the judgment part. Like I think yeah. we're all kind of sensible adult women that see everything for what it is. But I do, and I, 
I've sort of always been really careful to say this too much, but I do, and I have experienced it, where women do get so more heavily judged Oh my god! For their behaviour than a man, yeah. and that killed me during my divorce. And and even now, three years on, and me and Jamie spoke about this actually. I could turn up. We could be doing the same interview a week apart with the same people in the same program, um, both promoting something, not you know our personal life, a, something, a job, a TV program, a record, and he would not get asked one question about me, not one. Yet, ninety percent of my interview would be about my marriage and getting divorced, and and I actually said to him, "How do you do these interviews and not? I don't want to talk about my personal life, but I understand you have to play the game, you have to be polite, and you have to, you know, you, you can't just shut everything down. It's impossible if you can't take the good with the bad. You you know, you're in the wrong business." Um, and he said, I don't know. They, I just tell them I don't want to talk about it. And they, they respect it. And they respect that you wow. don't want to talk about it. I'm like, but I say I don't want to talk about it. Yet when I'm live on air, I get asked about it. I'm, I'm like, it, I don't understand what the difference what is. What is that? Because that is society's view on the female role in life, really, isn't it? It's like, do people think that a woman, a woman's life is dominated by family partner kids first and foremost but do they look at a man differently i mean these 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 are the questions because if it was more balanced they wouldn't necessarily feel the need just to ask you and not and not jamie yeah i know it's weird isn't it and i i mean me and him have i spoke to him about it because i was like what are you doing to kind of you get the chance to go on and just promote what you're talking about and what you're doing at that moment and why the real reason you're there yeah, I find it so hard to bring it back to why I'm there. Mm. And he was like, I, I don't know, it's mad. I just, mm. it's like, it's really been an eye opener. And really, really hard for you on so many levels because you're getting your career back and doing brilliantly, but you've also got humongous heartache. I mean, you've spoken about this before, about the fact that, you know, you were married for 20 one years. One years, and he was your best friend and suddenly that's gone. I mean, how are yeah. you during that period? What's What's life like for you? Um, it's been really tough. Like, it's been really tough. I'm anyone that knows me. I'm a real softy, and I I still want to be his best friend, which isn't possible, you know. Um, it was like I've just watched somebody else's life unfold. Uh, I sort of sometimes I sit up and go, when did this happen, and how did it get there, and like it's almost like I wasn't really present at the time it was happening, and it's only now I look back and go, wow. Like, where do I go from here? Um, I've been really lucky that I've thrown myself into work and thank God it's been going great. But I don't know. Yeah, it's if every day is a new day. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I think anybody that's been through like a divorce is it knows that it comes and goes. It's a kind of like a grieving process. Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it really I think is. so. I try and be positive because it, you know, it, it happened and, and I was very okay with it happening. But, um, yeah, it doesn't make it any easier. I think people assume that, well, you know, go and get on with your life, you're yeah. fine. And but it, 
the kind of person, everyone's different, but the kind of person I am, it will never be easy for me. Mm. It will never be something that I'm just water off a duck's back. It will always mean a lot. Um, I'd known him since I was a teenager. He was yeah. my everything. And then all of a sudden he wasn't anymore. Mm. And yeah, it's it's a tough, tough thing to go through. 
I think my sort of saving grace was my friends and the fact that my kids were a bit older. Mm. Yeah. So I could actually talk to them. Um, and I, I know I just work really meant something. I felt like that was kind of played such a big part in my mind and not in our marriage or anything, but just in me, my own personal sort of struggle. Um, it was getting up and even on days I was tired and I think oh, I can't really be asked to do this. Once I got there, I was like, okay, I'm fine. It's just a real motivation to be okay, um, yeah. especially because I sing. So that was such my outlet. Yeah. Like for me, it's the, the only real way I know to outlet. I never really spoke about it much to anybody because I was very untrusting of what people would say. I was very nervous to kind of let too much out. So actually going into the studio and writing and singing and just getting on the piano and letting it all just flow out was such a, it was really cathartic. It was something that I think really did help. And the new album's done so well. Yeah, it's you, doing your all face right. is just—I know. When I talk <laughs> you about light up, you light up. really do light up. I know. I um, I swear honestly, and to any mums listening that are passionate about anything, if someone had said to me ten years ago that I would have an album and be really proud of it and it to have got critically so you know many great reviews and and it's a pop album, you know, I'm not some kind of cool indie artist or anything, but it's a, a an a pop album so from the heart and so genuine that I, I never thought that would ever happen to me. I thought my lot was what I had, which was a lot, but mm. it wasn't yeah. from my heart. I, you know, I've, I feel if I can get back out there and do it, anyone can, because I swear I never thought I would ever sing again for mm. a living mm. or yeah. I've done a West End show and I'm still doing a West End show and... Every night, I sometimes I'm tired and I walk down the end and it's always the claps at the end, the applauds, and people stand up. And I just think, okay, this is what I've always wanted. Just enjoy this because mm. this is what makes you tick. Yeah. You know, this is what you love. And I had such a long period of not doing it, I've realised that, you know, how much that broke me down, actually. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Yeah, it's every day's a new day. That's what I think. And I am very single at the moment. <laughs> which is really not a good thing. Let's find, find Louisa Mann. Yeah, find yeah, Louisa Mann. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, your, are your sons not showing you the apps and stuff? I know, but I just... Right, this is the thing with the apps. Who's going to put my age group in an app? What is that? <laughs> We're clicking Old. the lower box. No, but you know, like I think, okay, so, oh, there's Louise Redknapp. But they don't see it's me because they have to put my age in. And no men are putting my age in. That's what I think. So I'm, they not, are. I'm going to be a waste oh, of time going on an app. No, <laughs> age doesn't matter. It doesn't. And you've slightest. proved that with what you've just said about, like, it ne you know, it's never too late to go back to doing something you love. Exactly. And that's such oh. an important message to mums as think, well. I think I'm scared. I think all the men are like, oh, too much baggage. <laughs> you, you think that. And then we're yeah. looking at it. It's exactly. like any guy that's looking at you is like, that is <laughs> yeah. Foxy, gorgeous, beautiful, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, no. I'm like, I'm the most unflirtatious woman in the world. I literally like clam up and go, 
Nice to meet you. Thank you. Bye bye. Listen, when we met, when we met, I said to you, I was like, I'm going to keep my eyes open. And I'm going to. Yes, hook you, you did up try and help me. I tried, up. and you didn't even respond. I know. I get so. And then I, I went back to him, and I was like, This hasn't gone well. This is my mission for 2020. Is find you. I know. I'm really bad at saying no. I am that person. Like, I'll go for a gym session with a trainer, and then I, I think, okay, it was fine. I don't really like the gym, and then I sign up to 12 personal safe training yeah. sessions with no thinking. I'm actually never going to go back but I just don't want to offend him by saying I'll get in touch so when you sent me that picture wasn't, I was like wasn't right for you. how can I go back to her and go oh I don't know because it's so <laughs> shallow she, I was like oh god I wanted to go sorry I don't know I don't know about I don't know about the ponytail. I'm just not no, sure. No, 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 do this. A man, a man bump. No, he wasn't right. Listen, I've got, I got the brief wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> I was really grateful, but I thought, I can't go back to her and say, no, she's going to think I'm a terrible person. <laughs> how is that, though, going back into the dating world as, as a mum? Like, I'm... How how do you go? You know how do you feel about? How do you it? navigate Obviously, it? Yeah, how do you navigate well, it? Exactly. To start in the very beginning, my eldest was like, under no circumstances <laughs> will you ever go on a date with a man. I will absolutely <laughs> not. Like super protective over me. On my water. <laughs> I love that. Though. He's so protective, and um, but he recently got a girlfriend, um, who doesn't stay over by the way but she comes around a lot and they hang out and I'm very I'm quite a liberal mum and I let them have their time I cook them dinner and leave them in the kitchen on their own where I go upstairs so keep an eye open they go up to his room and watch a movie and stuff I do sometimes just bold right in do you hey (laughs) anyone want dessert (laughs) they don't get too comfortable (laughs) no they don't get too comfortable but um but also he knows he can talk to me about anything like I I'm the most open. I'm like anything. Like there's nothing that you need to ever be embarrassed about. And um, he's and then so since that, I think one day I was kind of saying about a guy or something, and he was like, "I don't want to hear this, Mum. You absolutely are never going on a date. Where are you going tonight?" And all his mates would always be in the kitchen, and I'd walk down the <laughs> stairs dressed up, and they'd all be like, "Where are you going, Louise? <laughs> are you on a date?" I'm like, "Absolutely not. I meet my friends." And then he got up one morning. And he went, "Jemima spoke to me yesterday, Mum, and." I think it's time if you did want to ever go on a date, I'd be okay with it. Oh, that's oh. lovely. I was like, really? I was like, well, unfortunately, no one's asking me on a date, but I'll keep that in mind if I ever do get asked. Thank you. So now he's like, are you going on a date yet? Yeah. I'm like, no. That's so. massive from him. It, yeah. was ma- it was actually a really big moment because he had always been quite vocal that I must never go on a date. And I suppose they always hope that their mum and dad will work things out of course, of course yeah. you know? I said so when when we lost my dad I um my mum was just obviously devastated and after about four months it was quite early on I thought right she you know she's one of those she is a person who struggles to be on her own and she likes to be around people and she likes to feel in love and in lust and everything else and I've known that throughout my whole life and uh, I set her up with somebody and I was like really proud that I'd done it not thinking it would ever work out and then of <laughs> yeah. course they got together and she's like he's my soulmate and no, I'm like oh I'm so angry um, but it's taken so me a really long time so your matchmaking skills are pretty good yeah. yeah I've done really well guys maybe like, I should I, re- revisit <laughs> the man bun <laughs> but I think my point is, is like as a as a child even though I'm a mother I'm still someone's baby and I still find yeah. it hard seeing her with somebody else so for him to actually turn around to you at such an early age and be yeah. like actually it's your turn to be happy now that's massive and kudos to you for bringing up so, such amazing yeah. boys because that can't be easy I did say to him 
that really means a lot. And I also, because there's often things written in the papers that aren't true. Um, you know, I, I've had numerous links to numerous men that are not true. I mean, two of them are my gay managers. I mean, that's a start. Oh, my God. And like, they're both, you know, got boyfriends. Um, but I I did say to him, I, and, and I said this to the, the younger one as well, I promise you that if I ever meet anybody that I feel that I would like to see time and time again or they want to see me time and time again and it feels comfortable and right I will tell you I'll be completely honest so if ever you read anything or hear anything mm. you'll know and I will tell you the truth mm. I will tell you before anyone else I will come home and go guess what I've had a date tonight and I really liked him and I'm really hoping to see him again and how do you feel about that? I was like, and, and I'll always tell you the truth. I'll never pretend they're friends. Yeah. I'll never pretend they're work colli- colleagues, you know. I'll this never... is Brian. He's going to do our bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, this person's here. Oh, we work together. Um, mm. Like, you'll know because I feel that you're at an age where you're going to, I don't want you to be suspicious and I don't want you to read into things that aren't true. So you'll always get the truth from me, good mm. and, good and bad. So I, I'm very, very honest yeah. with my kids. That's lovely. It's it brilliant. is. It really is. Now, in light of recent events, you know, our lovely friend, there have been kind of calls in the in the public that there needs to be changes on the regulations across social media and how the press report on things. And obviously you just touched on it then that, you know, the press have written a lot of stuff about you that isn't correct. So how do you handle those negative comments? Because... It must be so challenging for you, you know, trying to just do your best to then have to sit back and people writing stuff at you. And I mean, it, it can get so much that obviously, well, look what's happened. So I have a really, I've, I've been in this industry for over 25 years and I've been at the top of my game and the bottom. There's nothing I feel like I haven't experienced. Um, I, I, I really feel that you, as somebody in this industry, you have to expect a level of press we can't just pick and choose. We can't decide we've got a record out or we want to promote a radio show and and turn up on the red carpet and be written about for all the good reasons and then expect for anything that happens in your life to not be reported on. But I think that is the key. It's reporting on the things that need to be reported on, the hardcore facts, the news, respectfully. I think it it got really hard for me when there was just so much flying around and I felt like I'd lost control of what the real truth of everything was. Um, And I never wanted to come out and put people right because I feel there's a fine line of doing that as well. If you come out and you say, that's not true, this is true, you know, you you just tie yourself up in knots and I think never complain and never explain. Mm. (laughs) Um, So I think that for me... It was most probably the toughest time to read such scathing things. Um, it did break my heart. Like it did have some days where I literally I was so concerned of what people thought of me, and I didn't really know how to combat it. And now yeah. I have a great team that I I've learned so much. I would actually pick up the phone to whomever and say, "Can I just put this straight?" You know woman to woman woman to man whoever this is the deal can you give me this time I would just deal with it directly then I said nothing and the more I said nothing the more it Mm. you know railroaded in front of me and I just felt very out of control um I've learned so much now I would 
I would have a direct and frank conversation. I would be as honest as I could be about my circumstances. And hopefully that would mean less of an intrusion into mm. my life. Yeah. I, I don't know if that would work, but I think for me it was one of the hardest things to have to deal with because you feel so judged. You feel so heavily, I don't know, just everybody has made up their mind and has an opinion on you. And of course they don't people actually are a lot kinder than maybe what you give them credit to because you read a few bad ones but on a whole I think people are really good but um, I do think something needs to be done a little bit about controlling how it is how it is reported and mm. and to what extent mm. and for me it's about the social media side of things as well that we have to be able to differentiate between what's real and what's you know the, in the in the in the square yeah. You know, yeah. because that isn't reality. That is, you don't put on Instagram, or hopefully, you know, we can try and reflect on it, but generally people don't put those times where they're crying in their pyjamas no. on, feeling desperate on their own. They put up a lovely photograph of themselves, you know, at an awards or on the red carpet somewhere or, you know, out yeah. with their partners and everything's perfect. I, I, when actually it's yeah. not. I put very little personal stuff on my Instagram. Mm. I put nights out. I put fun stuff. I don't really even put my children up there very often and I made a really conscious decision to do that. When I was going through quite a tough time and lots of people were saying, you've left your kids and you're never with your children and so I'd get so many comments going, you're out again, where are your kids? What, just from just from randoms on Instagram? Random on, on Randoms on Instagram, yeah. Like, um, oh, out again, where are your kids? And I found myself going... Well, of course, I'd been with the boys all day. I'd left my house at eight o'clock that night to maybe go to the theatre or go yeah. wherever. I had done dinner, done the school uniforms. They were both in their rooms at this stage with mates or Xbox or whatever. And I'd been, right, OK, I'll be there in the morning to get them out of bed. Of so it was a very normal period yeah. of time. And I found myself wanting to post pictures of them so I could prove to everybody I was that mum at home. And I just as I was about to do it, I thought, I am not doing this. My kids do not want to be on my Instagram. They are 11 and 15. Yeah. They don't want pictures of them on my Instagram around the kitchen table mm. to justify the mum I am. And I made a conscious decision that if it was Christmas and we happened to get a great picture together or on holiday, and I'd always say to them, are you cool if I post it? And sometimes they go, no, mum, I don't want, I don't want to be on your Instagram. Sometimes they go, oh, all right then, okay. But it would be very few and far between pictures on my Instagram with the kids. And I thought never again will I think about proving what kind of mum I am to anyone in, in this world. I, I adore my kids and I am yeah. there with them it, as often as I can be around work and around a small, very small social life, you know. And, yeah, I'm not proving it. So... I think um, social media, it, it can really get in your head if you're not careful. And isn't it disgraceful that in this day and age you're having to sit here and say to us about the type of mum you are? I mean, you're having to prove to people yeah. that you're there and that you're doing the school runs and stuff. It's yeah, like, that you even who felt, the fuck yeah. has got... It's no one's business. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are the best... We're all just trying to be the best parents yeah. that we can be. And also, you are allowed to have a social life. You yeah, of course. Go exactly. out and see your yeah. friends, go to the... Do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. a brilliant mother. We're all... All brilliant mothers. We're still people. We're still people <laughs> at the end of the yeah, day. Exactly. Well, do you know what? Now I never would. And I never did. But it, it did cross my mind where I felt myself, should I post a picture of my kids on this Sunday afternoon to mm. prove I'm at home? And then I'd be like, 
no, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like, mm. who am I proving this to? Some, you know, 10 people that have decided to pipe up on my Instagram. Yeah. I actually, when I got divorced, I deleted Twitter from my phone. I couldn't, I couldn't even look. Mm. If I read it, I wouldn't have left the house. I literally couldn't look at it. It absolutely tore me apart. I was like... I just deleted it off my phone and I haven't looked at it since. I've just done that with a few apps actually just because I found myself scrolling and every time I saw I just saw Carrie's face and I just couldn't I just mm. couldn't look at it any longer. So I think it's I think yeah, it's I really really healthy to have a good relationship with your phone and social media and we're learning and we did a podcast with Madeline Shaw and she was yeah. amazing bring get your get your glow back and she basically puts her phone to bed in a box That's every good. night and leaves it in another room and says goodnight to it and then yeah. leaves it alone and I've, I'm really starting to implement yeah, those rules. Yeah, is you do have to like put boundaries <laughs> in place I think don't you and it's important you know we all I sell more records through my Instagram account than I most probably do any other medium you know like swipe ups and that so I get it's played such an important tool it's just working out the way of using it on a personal level Mm. to your what is right for you for me Twitter was very harmful Mm. through because it there is an underlying very negative amount of comments that come yeah. through that. I think Instagram's slightly different because it's more picture-led. Um, and and literally the only way I could deal was by not reading it. And I've never read it from that day. Well done. Ever. I've, I don't even have it on my phone. I just can't wait till we get into a world where people are leaving hearts as opposed to middle fingers or writing horrible comments. I just, I'm just so desperate for us to get to a place where we're just coming out with kindness rather than negativity because it'd be nice to actually have a forum whether it be the papers social media where you can't actually leave comments you can just celebrate what you choose to celebrate Mm. like is there any need for the comments Mm. most probably not Oh, very true. That's a nice way to end it, I think. Um, yeah, I was going to ask for a piece of advice. So um, every guest that comes on, we ask them, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given or a piece of advice you'd like to give to a, a new mum or, you know, new a, 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 a new parent or a, a, <laughs> an older parent or whatever, <laughs> a parent? <laughs> um, I can only go on a piece of advice that I really needed at the time I got it and it's really simple. And it come from my best friend from when we was 10 years of age, who is still very much in my life. And I was really nervous. I was going off to do a show and she picked up the phone to me. She was like, right, I've had enough of this. Where's my where's my fearless friend gone? Like when we were at school, you were the girl that got up and you didn't care. You sung the loudest, you kicked your legs the highest, you threw everything you had into everything. And now you kind of have made yourself like almost like you you kind of want to do it but you want to be a bit invisible at the same time so just go out there and be fearless in life otherwise what's the point that's fab love that thank you thank you thank you so much louise no thank you we got through without crying right i know i feel like i might dissolve now (laughs) Yeah. yeah exactly hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high end brands. And the best part, they're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.